Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Amanda Dixon has a new co-host, longtime KSL anchor Tim Hughes. I just love Tim. I actually trained her on the board 30 years ago. They're journalists. The newsmakers know Tim, and Tim knows them. Bottom line, it's Amanda's not just intensity, but her intelligence. They are friends. We can talk kids. Tim loves basketball as much as I love. He loves basketball more than I love basketball. I guess the number one thing everybody asks me is, how much caffeine does that girl drink in the morning? <laughs> Introducing Utah's Morning News, now with Tim Hughes. And Amanda Dixon, weekdays 5 till 9 on KSL News Radio. IVC is celebrating 15 years providing quality service in Utah. You've probably heard the saying by now life starts when the pain stops. IVC is the most trusted interventional and vein center in the state, and they've been voted best of Utah Valley five years running for very good reason. The seven physicians at IVC provide state-of-the-art comprehensive vein care. Healthcare in our country is such a huge issue. And if we can ever get uh, one way or another past all this impeachment stuff, there are some really, really important issues to talk about. Yes, immigration. Yes, trade and so on. But the, the medical issues that Americans are facing right now are incredible and i've learned much even just in the last few minutes talking with jennifer graham who put together the article that we've based these uh last segments on bernie sanders wants the government to pay your past due medical bills but there's a nonprofit that is basically already doing it jennifer graham thank you again for hanging in i hijacked you for another segment here i always ask people on the air because what are you going to say no <laughs> no, no, I would rather talk to you than do anything else. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Let's talk about Bernie's plan, and are there similarities, other than the fact that one would be governmental and a taxpayer expense, and the other is a nonprofit and is not tapping into the taxpayer pockets? Are they a little bit similar in kind of an abstract way? They are and they aren't, and they aren't in some pretty significant ways. And the first thing I'll point out is Bernie's plan is not just about um, paying off debt, which he proposes to do by um, basically reaching settlements with with debt companies, just kind of like RIP Medical Debt does as well. Is it, it would not be the full eighty one billion that he says is owed by people, but it would be negotiated down to a much smaller amount. But his plan also involves going at the credit reporting business in, in some pretty significant ways and that he even wants to do away with the traditional credit reporting bureaus and to have a governmental um, bureau that would would basically do, do the same function, create a credit score for all Americans and would not penalize us as much if we happen to get past due on medical bills. Because, of course, even if he pays off $81 billion or, or whatever that settlement is, people are the very next day going to have past due bills. Yeah. So it's going to be an ongoing problem until we address the cost issue. But one, one criticism of, of Bernie's plan is that uh, when he says he's going to pay off all this past due debt, 
it, there's there's not an income standard. He's going to pay it off for everybody, regardless of whether or not people are making twenty thousand dollars a year or if they're making two hundred thousand dollars a year. You know the other thing and that's going to criticize them. The other thing that caught my attention in your article, and it's almost like the short sale on a house. There, there, we could run into some taxation problems on Bernie's plan as well. If all of a sudden a whole lot of your debt evaporates, uh, there, there could be some tax liabilities. Walk us through that. Yeah, that's something that was brought up because, as people may know, if if you wind up getting into trouble with your mortgage and you opt for a short sale of a house. Uh, basically, you're you're allowing the house to be sold for less than you owe on it, and whatever that amount is, whatever the difference is between the amount you owe and what what actually the house brings in, that's that's considered income for you, and um, you are you are obligated to pay taxes on that. So some of the critics of this program have said that we could get into a problem with that. But of course, Bernie's plan, as it is out there right now, are just kind of an overview. He doesn't go into a lot of details, which is something else that critics have pointed out. <laughs> right. but he hasn't really explained how he's going to do it or where the money is going to come from to pay for all of that. But, you know, as you said, with so many people affected by this, I mean, it certainly has some appeal. And one thing that the that the nonprofit RIP Medical Debt does not do is it does not solve your problem specifically or my problem specifically. It doesn't help individuals because they only buy debt in groups. They can't go after the debt of, say, a person that I quoted in my article today who's struggling to pay off $6,000. There's no way they can go help him individually. Right. This is something that, again, it's it's almost like, uh, I, I know very few people can relate or remember this show, but when I was a little kid, there was a show called The Millionaire, and this uh, anonymous benefactor would just look around for worthy people and would just present them with a check for a million dollars, and then, of course, the idea was to see what it did to their life. This is one of those things totally random. Nobody knows that anybody is doing this. Nobody is looking at a specific problem, thinking, holy cow, this need this person needs a whole lot more help than this person over here does at this point and so they're just buying up the debt and then negotiating it and then they notify the people that they're they're basically off the hook at least temporarily so there there, there's a real random factor here there is but i'll also say to their credit they are going to great lengths to ensure that the people are truly needy. They are, um, through whatever mechanisms that they have, they are able to identify people who are truly insolvent and at or below the poverty level. So they, they have addressed this problem that Bernie would face with his plan is they're not paying off the debt of people who could possibly pay it themselves and just haven't right. gotten around to it. What does Mr. Antico and others who are involved with Rest in Peace medical debt, where do they anticipate taking this? And it's certainly doing a wonderful service to those who ultimately get the, the benefit. It isn't going to be the end-all, be-all. But, boy, you know, these these little random acts of, of kindness that are coming through this organization are certainly, it's like the starfish thing. You know, well, I, you can't save them all. Yeah, but it sure mattered to the one that I threw back in the water. Where do they anticipate this? going i don't think that they've set a goal per se but obviously the success of their program is directly tied to the amount of donations they get in and right now i think they've said that they have paid off about 900 million in medical debt and they want to do as much as they can and they are also saying that they would like 
at some point in the future to be able to expand to helping individuals, but they just haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, he, he does have some advice for people, which I, I mentioned, um, for individuals who are struggling and don't have time to wait for Bernie Sanders to be elected president, <laughs> which may or may not ever happen. Right. Um, among their advice is um, for people to find out um, where they stand on the federal poverty level, because many hospitals, uh, almost all hospitals, have charitable programs, but you have to opt into them. The hospital is never going to say, hey, do you qualify for this? Right. They're just going to send you the bill. So you have to ask for assistance. And so um, he he advocates contacting the hospital and saying, hey, this is how much I make. This is the size of my family. What can you do for me? And the hospitals can choose to say, we'll pay it all. We'll, we'll erase this, but you've got to ask them. RIP medical debt, where, where are they based? And do we have anything? I was reading through the article and there are some references to things here locally. Is there anything like them locally? First of all, where are they? They're based in New York, in New York, but they um, obviously they're buying debt all over the country. It's it's a nationwide program. As far I, I'm not aware of anything Utah specific. I did talk to somebody who runs a company that helps people fight denials of insurance called Denials Management that is doing some work to help people because they claim that up to 70% of insurance denials are actually payable claims and that a lot of people could have maybe not gone into such debt if they had just stood up to their insurance companies. So there are other ways to go at this besides looking for help after the debt is incurred. And uh, obviously the most important thing too, maybe on an individual level, is to not get any kind of service without finding out in advance whether it's in network or out of network. Yeah. Because an extraordinary amount of debt is coming from out of network charges, which are uh, surprise bills, basically. I, I want to make sure I heard that statistic right, that there are those who estimates that estimate that 70% of claims that are rejected by insurance companies are really a payable claim. It, it, did I hear that right? Well, you, you heard... You heard it right from this company, which is Denials Management, which is based in Salt Lake City. Right. She said 70% of the claims that come to her were ultimately payable. So whether that translates to the American public as a whole, I cannot say. But that's what she says, that but people who come to her business and say, can you help me get this covered? 70% of them, ultimately, she's able to get them some coverage for. Wow, that almost sounds like something out of a Grisham novel, doesn't it? When you hear that, that kind of a, a number, that's bringing back a couple of scenes from some uh, Grisham-oriented movies. I so appreciate you joining us today, Jennifer. This has been a most uh, interesting topic. I enjoyed your article very, very much. And uh, as far as the, the, the background, maybe just in, in the second or two we have left, the people that put this organization together, they have a lot of experience in this arena. Could you just rehearse that for us once, once more? Who are these guys that formed RIP, Medical Debt? There are people who actually used to come after us for the debt, ironically enough. You wonder if there's a little bit of guilty conscience. Yeah, I, I wondered that reading it, yeah. <laughs> they actually worked for 
for collection companies and, and credit agencies in the past. But um, don't hold that against them. Yeah. <laughs> they they seem like a really ethical group of people, and um, whatever they've done in their past, um, <laughs> it's like I'm not implying that there was anything bad, but um, they they're just putting the knowledge that they had working in collections in the past. To, to helping people now. And um, so, yeah, look them up, RIP Medical Debt. And you can't, once again, you can't reach out to them and say, can you please help me with this? But um, you could, if you were looking to make a donation, that would be a great thing to do to help somebody else out. Well, that would be great. Jennifer, thank you again for joining us here at KSL News Radio, uh, the Deseret News ethics reporter coming up in just a moment we're going to talk with the director of programs and partnerships salt lake county in the mayor's office Catherine fife and a, a new report has just been released on homelessness we'll at least get an overview of that and we'll dig in a little deeper on tomorrow's inside sources